I'm Mark Ficciani. Welcome to Forge Your Path. To see the type of impact he's been able to have on the lives of his athletes is really inspiring. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forger Path Podcast, episode number 29 today. And this is a tribute to two phenomenal people that have been just the best parents that somebody could ask for in life. So mom and dad, this one's for you. I'm calling this one three keys to 55 because we celebrated a huge milestone in the Fichani family. 55th wedding anniversary on August 3rd. And we had just the best night, went out with some family, with some friends of theirs. And uh, it was a real throwback at an old restaurant. If you live in New Jersey, there's a spot uh, which is nicknamed Sammy's. The official name is Ye Old Cider Mill Inn. And it's steaks, lobster, uh, red and white checkered tablecloths. While you, you put your order in, when you come in and then you go in the basement, and there's uh, shuffleboard, this old bowling game that's been there since since I've been kid. pinball, old video games. You have a drink downstairs while you wait for your order. And we just had the best time with about 15. And it's a great day. And it's funny when I think about it because I sheepishly remember this moment when I was about 16. And my parents, my mom in particular, gave me a hard time because I didn't remember their anniversary. And I said, mom, but you know, that's not really, that has nothing to do with us. That's really between you and dad. You know, it's you two are married. Like we really don't have anything to do with that. And <laughs> I think about that, God, nearly 40, well, 30 some odd years later and uh, how dumb that statement was. And the idiocy of that gets highlighted every passing day as now I'm married 16 years. And I realize that. Kids are such an incredible part of a marriage, and they're also part of the challenge of, of a marriage because there's a lot that goes into it. But anyway, this day is about my parents and celebrating them. And I thought about it. I said, let me look up some statistics because the marriage statistics in this country are brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. And I think it's pretty commonly known that 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? That's not a statistic that is going to surprise you. But then I thought, well, how many last beyond certain thresholds? And I found that fewer than 5% of marriages last for 50 years. And I know there are a number of reasons that go into that. And then I tried to even look up 55 years and I couldn't find a statistic. So gosh, I don't know, throw a dart, 2%, 3%, Certainly, it's less than five if 50 years is less than five. So this is a pretty extraordinary accomplishment. And I thought, well, what's the reason their marriage has endured and thrived for 55 years? Because not too many get there. At the same time, as I started to think about it, it really struck me. Isn't it the same ingredients or aren't there similarities with the challenges of a startup business? Isn't it? Also equally difficult for a startup to get past the first couple of years and also to thrive. And then sure enough, what did I find? I looked up some statistics. Uh, let me check out my notes here. 
I know on Forbes, 75% survive their first year, which means 25% fail. 50% fail in five years. So if most marriages fail after 15 years or half of them do, start a businesses, half of them fail at five years. At 15 years of a startup, only 25% survive and only 10% overall really make it in the long haul. So if you're thinking about endurance in the realm of a startup, well, you've got the same scenario here as you're thinking about a marriage and, and the endurance of what takes a commitment, what takes a partnership to this level that's going to go beyond the norm. So I thought, let me delve in and think about three reasons why my parents' marriage I feel has been successful and see if I can find some parallels to business. So that's what this is all about today. Now, the first piece that I think is completely completely in sync with both is the concept of complementary parts. And the first episode that I think about in terms of my mom and dad and their meeting is just classic. So apparently, according to my mom, if you believe this story, she's 15 years old and my mom is from New York City, little little neighborhood called Washington Heights, uh, which is Upper Manhattan, we're talking about 170s on the west side. And my dad is from a little coal mining town in western Pennsylvania called Winburg. That's maybe an hour and a half east of Pittsburgh. So my mom says at 15, she sees this handsome young man, handsome boy, driving the beer truck. So yeah, you heard that right. My dad at age 12 was driving the family's beer truck doing a delivery. Uh, so again... My mom says that he caught her eye at that age. They didn't actually meet until about, um, I want to say, six years, seven years later, and the rest was history. But what's interesting is I think that a key for both marriage and business is complementary parts. My mom is as straight and arrow as they come. She's an only child, and she is extremely driven. And... She's driven in a way where she has her ducks in a row. She's very organized. She's very detail-oriented. And that's her, that's her mode of success. Following the rules, having a process is what she, she excels. So as a student, it was getting all her homework done, working really hard, memorizing material, doing well on tests. And that was a motivator for her as much as the fear of failure because she ended up being first person in her family to go to college, graduated summa cum laude from Hunter, which is City University of New York, and went on to be a great teacher. And that's her mode. And so my father is really quite the opposite. He, again, youngest of four growing up in this small town of Western Pennsylvania, was played every sport under the sun, football, basketball, baseball, and loved to have a great time. Now, he did well in school, but he was not a preparer. He was not someone that was going to go do a lot of homework. He was going to do the minimum and then go shoot pool or hang out with friends and have a great time. And when it came time for college, it was the same thing. Uh, went to Lafayette College, played football and baseball there, and had a really successful career on the field. 
didn't exactly uh, shine academically. He actually says he graduated summa cum gladius, which is, uh, I, th I think, his, uh, his, his phrase is with great gratitude. You're fortunate to graduate. But then went on to have incredible success in the banking world and in the mortgage business for nearly 30 plus years. And he and his skill set really revolves around being present, understanding people, and bringing his best, and believing that things can be accomplished. So he is not a pie in the sky optimist, but he is somebody that makes things happen. So again, coming out of college with without a stellar GPA, he just assumed he would be able to get every job he applied for. And I think he went 19 out of 20 in his interviews. And ultimately, he was surprised when IBM didn't hire him, despite the fact that I think he was a little over a two-point something in terms of a GPA. But again, my father is somebody who's present, and he is a absolute, absolute leader of people. He is generous, he is focused, and he is very clear on what needs to be done on a day-to-day -day basis. And he understands people very well. And as a result, his success and, and part of what he's done in life really revolves around that style. So he's very laid back. My mother, very driven, dare I say, uptight. So what's great about their partnership is my mom keeps him honest because she reminds him about the little things that need to get done, perhaps around the house or around some of the bills that might need to get squared away, or a doctor's appointment. Whereas my dad wouldn't naturally be doing those things. By the same token, my dad has a great ability to get my mom to take it down a notch. And quoting the famous line, which he does often, my mom goes by BB, but her middle name is Francis. Uh, quoting uh, Sergeant Hulka from Stripes, he likes to give a lighten up Francis when my mom takes herself too seriously. So I think these complimentary parts are huge. Now, as I think about my time in business and I think about great businesses out there, isn't it the same thing? You see businesses, they have to have those component parts and they have to have the talent in an organization that serves each other. So for example, if you have a great leader who is the, the inspirer, the motivator, the great orator, that's really important. You need that vision. You need that person that's going to corral interest and excitement and to capture that vision and articulate it. Yet, perhaps that leader may not be that person who is extremely organized and detail-oriented. So guess what? You need other people on the operations side that know how to build a process, follow a process, and execute because that's how sometimes the other side of the work gets done. That's how customers are served. That's how bills are paid and accounts receivable comes in. That's how inventory is fulfilled. So as I think about that, great organizations also have to have these complementary parts. If you have great visionaries and a lack of executors, well, you're not going to be able to get things done. If you have all executors and no vision, I would argue you probably don't have the people that can inspire others to come and do that hard work. So great organizations, when I think about them, they have those complementary component parts that are going to be able to serve their people and serve each other well in order to be able to have a great product or service. So complementary parts, 
key to my, my parents' marriage, that opposites attract mantra completely holds true. And I think that's one secret of their success. Number two, number two, I'm going to go with shared values as another really important part of marriage. It really goes without saying, if you know my parents, there is one value that they share, which is undeniable. It is their love of family. The amount of time, effort, resources they've invested into my brother and me has just been extraordinary over our lives. And we're blessed in terms of what they've given us and that it's been just a life that I've never lacked for anything I've ever wanted. And, and what I mean by that is I knew that they always were there. My, my parents never missed a wrestling match. They never missed a football game. Uh, when I needed SAT tutoring, my mom would take me on those winter nights uh, when the weather was raw and terrible. Um, sure, later on in life, after being married, having kids, they're there several days a week just showing up, sometimes to bring over a dinner, other times just to say hello and to be that presence in my daughter's Annie and Lily's lives. And it's just an enduring trait that they have and it's a value that they share in love. It's the same for their grandkids down in Virginia. Now, unfortunately, they don't get to see them as much because uh, my brother and his wife live down in Roanoke and it's a good eight hour drive, but they love their four grandchildren that are down in Virginia. So it's a shared trait that they really define so much of their lives around. And for family, for them, it's not just blood family. It's the same way they care about their friends. They bring incredible generosity with their time and their, their lives because they truly enjoy being around those that they love and giving the best of themselves to them, whether that's a great conversation, whether that's going out for a meal or, or being a sympathetic ear. So family is, is absolutely a shared value that they completely share and completely are in lockstep. And I think that's a huge ingredient. When I think about great companies, it's the same thing. Whether you're, you're making widgets, whether you're a software company, or whether you're, I don't know, in the food industry, any great company out there, they have that shared values. They have that shared mission. When I think about great companies out there, that's, that's the secret sauce. Fortunately, I work for a company that is a construction software company. And if you don't know much about construction or much about the software business, then that's okay. And what our service and our mission is, is to be that outstanding partner for equipment operations for a construction company. Now, they may not sound that exciting to you. You may not even know what that means. But everybody that works for Tenna, the company where I work, they understand that. We're all rowing the boat in the same direction. So whether you're in the sales side like me, whether you're in customer success, working with customers day to day, whether you're in IT or engineering, building the software, everybody knows it's about that excellence. And that resonates all the way throughout the organization. So it is palpable that excitement to come to work to be part of that shared mission where the whole team knows what everybody's striving for and they're all part of those goals and i think that without that element it's really hard for a company to understand 
really, what's the reason to show up every day? What are you fighting for? And so being part of an organization that has that clear mission makes for a great company. So that to me is number two, that shared sense of values. Number three, number three, I'm going to go with one that is not going to show up in all the metrics, but I think without it, you cannot have a great marriage and you cannot have a great, you cannot have a great company. It's commitment, commitment. Again, I mentioned earlier, now I'm at 16 years of marriage and I'm so blessed to have my, my lovely wife, Dara, in my life. I also know that marriage has a lot more ups and downs than I previously knew. I kind of thought it was all like the movies and it's romance and sweeping each other off your feet and you live happily ever after. But guess what? There are challenges. Uh, there are challenges of getting and taking care of your first house. There are challenges of changing diapers and taking care of babies. Uh, there are challenges of rising teenagers, which is where we're at right now. And there are financial challenges of trying to grow and build and then save for college at the same time. The stresses that go with that. There are time challenges where you're working full time and you need to balance the schedule of kids' activities, um, not to mention throwing in a puppy, uh, which we've, we've added into the mix the last three months. All these things are hard. And without commitment, you just simply won't get there. And not surprisingly, when I looked at the number one reason, according to Psych Central, why marriages fail, lack of commitment was cited for marriages that split 73% of the time. So lack of commitment is absolutely going to be a reason why marriages don't endure. My parents have gone through all those seasons. They've moved seven times over the course of their 55 years together. If I include apartments, homes, condos, townhouses, seven moves. They've gone through the transition, the season of raising my brother and I. They've gone through the, the season of being empty nesters, which as I'm seeing some of my friends start to grapple with that, that is no small feat. It's a time when you have to double down on your marriage because it's just the two of you again. They've gone through this season as grandparents. They've gone through health challenges. So all that requires commitment because with every year, there are new things to enjoy, but there are also new challenges to hurdle. And I think without a doubt, it's the same thing in business. And it's not going to show up in the metrics because businesses fail. The top three reasons I believe are cash flow, lack of product market fit, and not fitting in with the competition. But I guarantee you that the ones that do succeed have commitment. And the ones that don't, the collective ethos of the company, if you don't have people that are eager and willing to come to work every day, there's no way you're going to survive that five-year period, let alone getting to that 10-year mark and beyond. Because as I found in my shift from education to business, guess what? Business is hard. It's harder than I thought. And every time you think you have it solved, the market changes. A curveball gets thrown your way. And if you don't have that commitment to why you're doing what you're doing, then coming back and doing it over and over and over again every day, shifting with the changing conditions and figuring out a way to do it better than the competition out there, 
figuring out a, a way to do it in a way that inspires people internally and figuring out a way to do it that's going to not just last for a couple of years, but to be built for the long haul requires commitment. So to me, there are other reasons why businesses fail, but without commitment, there's no way you're getting to the promised land. So that's my three reasons that I think my parents have been able to not just endure 55 years, but to thrive because they are, uh, again, if you see them, you would not consider either one of them to be patient people per se, but they have an unbelievable uh, synergy with one another that is comical at times. It is uh, certainly high energy. It is dynamic. It is, it is not boring. And they have shared this commitment to one another through the ups and downs. And I just have incredible respect and, and awe for that, that level of endurance. So mom and dad, congratulations on 55 years. I love you. And I can only hope to emulate part of that, of what I've seen in, in the love that you share and the commitment to one another. So congratulations on 55 years. And I pray that the next 55 years of marriage are as good as the first 55. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. And we'll see you again next time.